Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 196. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis and here we are. Still here. Still kicking. My Wi-Fi is not working great, but uh, other than that, you know, it's fine. I just can't, you know, do any of the things. <laughs> like Zoom or email or upload stuff to Google Drive, which is tricky in this particular moment as I am trying to make a collaborative audio project. <laughs> but it's, it's um, I, I, Apple said they'd call in two minutes, four hours ago. So, so, so it's all going to work out real, real quick. Like, wee. I mean, uh, yeah. Technical difficulties in this particular moment feel so much like more loaded, don't they? Like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, hopefully I'll be able to upload this episode uh, tonight. Fingers crossed that the Wi-Fi will serve me for the evening at the very least. So today's episode is uh, sort of back in the timeline. We are ready to go. Um, this one, uh, it's gosh, it's been at least a month because it was well before all of this business began um, and was inspired by a podcast that I listened to. Um, Alec Baldwin has a podcast called Here's the Thing, I, which I rarely listen to. I listened to it a fair amount when it first started, but I these days don't don't listen much to it. Um, Mostly because I think he's a good interviewer, actually, but but oftentimes it's like two privileged people talking about awesome privileged things that they do. So it's not always that interesting to me. Um, but I listened to this particular one because he was interviewing the two women uh, who kicked off um, the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Um, so I was curious to hear how that conversation would go because I thought it might be interesting, and it was, uh, which I will talk about a little bit in the blog. Um, yes, so I'll play that for you in just a moment. Play it. I'm going to record it. I'm going to record it for you in just a moment. Um, but before I do that, just uh, if you didn't notice, in the this feed there is the first episode of The Dragoning, um, which is my fiction audio drama podcast that I am currently working on. Um, the first episode is out and we are working on the second. We have enough funding to do the second. So we're doing that right now. Um, but if you're interested and you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead. It's in this feed and it's also on Spotify under the dragoning uh, or on anchor. So check that out if you like. Uh, so to sort of go back to easier times. This is actually, I'm looking at the date now from February 26th is when I posted this. Uh, and, and it just was like, it was like a different time in February, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, so from earlier times about other stuff that isn't the current set of worries. And also I should just mention, there's a little bit of a content warning on this thing. Because I am mentioning Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby, it's probably clear that I will be talking a little bit also about sexual assault and rape. So content warning on that. And without further ado, holding contradictory truths is the work.
It's not often that I listen to Alec Baldwin's podcast, but something compelled me to listen to his interview with Megan Toohey and Jody Cantor. I suppose, after listening to Ronan Farrow's podcast about breaking his Weinstein story, I was hungry to hear about their experience. I suppose I knew that Alec Baldwin would fumble this particular ball a little. After all, he is a part of this Hollywood world they were talking about, and surely his hands are not entirely clean. I expected it to get uncomfortable at times. But I did not expect him to recognize his own fumbles. It is actually weirdly refreshing to hear a celebrity say that he's fumbled the ball spectacularly, and he did. But his struggle on this topic was actually fascinating. The interview began to get tense when Baldwin brought up his friend, James Toback, about whom there are a great many stories about how he exploited his power as a director. Baldwin was clearly having trouble reconciling his affection for his friend with the myriad of stories about him. Tui and Cantor were artful in riding that roller coaster with him and in pointing out things Baldwin was skating over or denying. They even pointed out patterns in his speech. Baldwin veered between he was my friend to he is my friend back to he was my friend several times. It's an uncomfortable but compelling listen. What struck me about the whole exchange, though, is how hard it was for Baldwin to imagine that the good guy he knows, his buddy, could do the things of which he is accused. I imagine it would be hard for any of us to reconcile a person who was kind to us but cruel to others. We all only see the person the way they are with us. But I think many women are more experienced at negotiating this contradiction. I mean, of course Toback is nice and fun with Alec Baldwin. Baldwin is a successful, powerful man. But women who auditioned for Toback experienced a whole other person. He was not nice and fun with them. But I don't think those women would be surprised to learn that other men find Toback nice and fun. This sort of behavior lives in corners. Men miss it all the time. They've been missing it for centuries. It was only when Me Too hit that most men seemed to pay attention to the way other men treat women. I was struck by this conflict in Baldwin, by the struggle to feel both the affection for his friend and the truth of his friend's behavior. It's a conflict that feels like the sort many women have been negotiating for years. It's the, I've heard Harvey Weinstein is a pig with women, but he's also one of the most powerful men in the movie business, so maybe lunch with him isn't as terrible an idea as it seems. It's the, I heard that guy was a dick to his previous girlfriend, but he's been a real sweetheart with me. Maybe he's changed. But it's also the less obviously problematic stuff. It's the, that guy makes sexist jokes at meetings, but he's great at mentoring, so I'll live with the sexist jokes. It's the, Many men are trash, so we'll deal. We'll be friends with even the trashy ones. Some will even marry them. Because problematic men are the norm, and reconciling the good with the bad is something women have always done. In listening to Baldwin try to reconcile Toback, I felt like I was listening to a more complex, interesting future, where men aren't just good guys and bad guys anymore. 
Throughout Me Too, I feel like I've seen a lot of men try to separate out the bad eggs to say, oh yes, Weinstein and Cosby are clearly awful. Once they're out of the picture, we'll all just be good guys here again. Mm Mm-hmm, sure. I listened to the Chasing Cosby podcast, which follows the story of the trial that sent Cosby to prison. And the thing that shook me the most were the stories about how kind and generous Cosby was to those women before he raped them. He gave them jobs and mentoring. He opened up opportunities. He met their parents and took them to dinner. Many of these women, some of whom were girls at the time, considered him a mentor and father figure. Until the moment he drugged them, they too would never have believed such a kind man could do such a thing. Then he did. And the people around him who had never been drugged by him could not imagine the person who could do that. The divide is simply between who got the pills and who didn't. The kid who played Rudy on The Cosby Show felt sure that Cosby was innocent because Cosby was so kind to her. But both things are true. Cosby was kind to Keisha Knight Pulliam and did not rape her. He was also kind to Lily Bernard, who played Mrs. Minifield on The Cosby Show, and he did rape her. Even a rapist can do kindnesses. Understanding that even generous, helpful men might still be rapists is the work. It's not pleasant work, but that's the work. I'm not even sure you can't be friends with someone like Toback. I mean, I wouldn't want to be. But if I were already his friend and then found out about what he did, I hope I'd show up for him to say, Wow, man, you really fucked up. What can I do to get you some help to rehab yourself? I appreciate that it's a difficult position to be in. A lot of women have been in it for a pretty long time. I think Baldwin is standing in an interesting spot, and I'll be curious about what happens for him next. Is it possible that digging into his friend's stories will lead to realizing he may have exploited his own power at some point? I think it's very possible. And if that reckoning happens... I will be right by my podcast feed, ready to witness. That will be the most compelling listening of all. I just realized this is like a podcast about podcasts. It's like a meta podcast, a podcast episode inspired by two podcasts. Uh, Yeah, so um, sorry that wasn't like a real uplifting and enjoyable (laughs) I mean maybe it's enjoyable I don't know uh I hope I'm going to make up for it with the song here is what I'm is what I'm hoping um so the song let me tell I'll tell you all about it so I have several things to say about this song one I'm I, I decided to do this song because of Spotify so I have in Spotify uh, a playlist called Songs to Learn, where I put the songs that I'm either thinking about working on for the podcast or am in the process of working on or, you know, anyway, it's like a little parking lot for, for songs uh, that I am, uh, yeah, learning. 
Um, so Spotify likes to suggest songs when it gets to the end of a playlist. It'll be like, oh, this this should be on this playlist. This other thing should be on the playlist. Um, and usually it's so wrong. Like almost every playlist where it starts to do that, it's like, no, no, you don't. You don't have any idea. It's like the algorithm is clueless, except for in this case, uh, because uh, Spotify put in the, you know, suggested songs, uh, Steely Dan song called Any Major Dude. And I was like, any major dude? I mean, come on. And then I was like, oh, yeah, come on. And it seemed like I wanted to put it with this podcast because Alec Baldwin is a major dude. And uh, also... Uh, several of the subjects of this uh, particular um, piece are also major dudes. But they're not good major dudes. The major dudes, I think, that are mentioned in this song are are uh, are better major dudes, is my hope, is my feeling. Uh, and maybe Alec Baldwin is a better major dude. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it was a really fun song to, to mess around with and play with, and there's some really delightful jazz chords in there. Um, and there's like, there's a song, there's a line in it that just really, the first time I realized what it was and was singing it through, um, I, I, I kind of broke up for a little while. (laughs) It was, um, there's the line about the people on the street have all seen better times. And I was like, it just, the truth of that particular line for this moment, uh, really just touched me like every, you know, everyone is going through some stuff right now so um yeah so it, it feels like a, a comforting song of the moment if you've made it this far uh I feel like you've earned it <laughs> in this particular podcast um but we've all earned it there's no earning these things um but but uh yeah any major dude is um is what's coming up here um If you like the podcast, thank you. And please tell someone. Social media is nice. Um, If you would like to support the podcast, you can become my patron on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's also Ko-fi and PayPal, um, which are always nice um, addendums. Um, I just got one of those today. It was very nice. Someone liked the blog I wrote about masks, so uh, that that was very sweet. Um, and what else? Oh, if you want to hear more of the dragoning, um, please contribute to the Indiegogo campaign. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, that will allow me to keep moving forward and keep making more episodes. At the moment, I only have money for one, uh, but I think we can get to two pretty soon. Uh, and then three, and then it's just going to roll, 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 roll. Um, so, yeah, if you can help there, awesome, please do. Um, that will allow me to pay my actors and my sound designers. So, um, and all of those folks could use the work right now, for sure. So even if you hate the podcast, you could just go ahead and donate uh, to help out a bunch of creative people. Um So without further ado, I present to you, Any Major Dude. I never seen you looking so.
so bad, my funky one. You tell me that your super fine mind has come undone. Any major dude with half a heart surely would tell you, my friend. Any minor world that breaks apart falls together again. When the demon is at your door, in the morning he won't be there no more. Any major dude would tell you. Any major dude would tell you. Have you ever seen a squonk's tears? Well, look at mine. The people on the street have all seen better times. Any major dude with half a heart surely would tell you, my friend. Any minor world that breaks apart falls together again. When the demon is at your door, in the morning he won't be there no more Any major dude would tell you Any major dude would tell you I can tell you all I know The where to go, the what to do You can try to run but you can't hide Any major dude would tell you. Any major dude would tell you.